0: Into business with because it is a marriage, and real estate is a long-term game. Even if you're, you know, flipping the properties, you're still it's still a financial investment, and uh, you really have to trust and um, uh, really, really value the the person that you're you're either acquiring the property with, or even your group of investors in a syndication, pretty much. Um, and we don't have to get into this on the show, but i specify in 506Bs at the moment, so. I have to have a pre-existing relationship with each investor for the SEC.
1: A great book can totally challenge your conventional thinking and change your life for good. However, some of us just don't have the luxury of time of sitting down to read a book. But there are some instances in which we do have debt time. And these are perfect times to learn. So we can learn while driving instead of jamming to the same music on the radio. Or maybe at the gym. Well, now you can. Dwelling has partnered with Amazon's Audible to give you, the dwell listeners, a free book. Yes, a free book. So all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash dwelling and download your free book. This will also be in the show notes. You can click on the link. And if you don't have a book in mind and you say, oh, I don't actually know where to start with. Well, awesome. Because I can tell you what to start with today. It's a quintessential classic. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So download Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that would basically just take your mind on a different spin. Of course, I'm always open to hear um, from our Dwell listeners. So email me at ola.dwelling.com. At and then feel free to also give us a rating and review. This really helps us to rank better in iTunes. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on The Dwelling Show. I'm your host, Ola Dantes. We've got an amazing, amazing guest with us today um anthony Sacadariato. right i hope i got that right close enough enough, right (laughs) (laughs) um so anthony i'm sure you can do a way way better job than i can um just kind of tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are and kind of what you've been up to lately actually charlotte thank you so much for having me on your show i really appreciate it
0: and i've been following you for a while so um it's uh definitely good to be on your show um Yeah. So again, thanks for having me on. My name is Anthony uh, Scandariato, so you're close enough. And uh, <laughs> I run a company called Red Knight Properties, and we're a uh, multifamily sponsor specializing in middle market uh, apartment buildings and also mixed use as well. We have about 260 units under management, well, under management kind of in contract um, that are you know closing in the next couple months. We currently have 200 units in our portfolio, about 30 million in AUM. Um, so closing on you know another 60 or so in the next couple months, and um, we are pretty much ver- uh, vertically integrated. The only thing we don't do in-house is construction, um, but we do property management, you know, asset management, and we're really focused on you know value-add properties. Um, you know, we call it the workforce housing uh, segment, where you know we're based in. New Jersey. Uh, So our properties are within the tri-state area. At this point, I I own basically Jersey, New York, and um, Pennsylvania at this moment. Um, And, you know, we're buying, you know, kind of garden style two to three story apartment buildings with deferred maintenance, below market rents, sleepy ownership and really going in there and creating value through strategic improvements and renovations Um, you know, to get the, the, the rent roll up to a level that was not performing, um, on the financial side, but also to, you know, improve the community and the surrounding area by making some substantial, um, exterior and interior renovations and, um, elevating the community's perception of, uh, you know, the properties. And obviously that increases property values all around. So, um, Generally, how we structure deals it's through a syndicated format, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with, is which is what you, you focus on as well, to my understanding. Mm-hmm, um, which, mm-hmm. You know, we have basically what that means is you know a group of investors pooling their financial resources together uh, to buy a larger apartment building. Um, you know, and generally, our deal sizes, at least for me right now, are like five to twenty million. So when you acquire apartment building usually down payments are anywhere between one and two million per deal so i don't generally come up with the money fully myself or or i I would love to um, but generally i come up with some of it with my partner and um, then we uh, you know raise the rest from our friends and family and our immediate investment pool uh,
1: yeah i mean i think before we even Kind of do a deep dive. I think we should talk sure. a little bit about kind of how you got started, right? So you know, folks might be thinking, "Wow, you know, two hundred and sixty units—that's you know amazing." You know, I'm just trying to get my first, you know, duplex or maybe my first ten-unit apartment. So, how did you get started in the in the syndication or multifamily space? Uh, so um, now that you have the framework of what we're sponsor uh, for
0: about five years prior to forming my company, Red Knight Properties. Um, So when I did that, I really learned the business and I was able to understand how deals are put together um, and how they're structured and was able to essentially, in some regards, model what, what they were doing and apply it to my own business. But for somebody just starting out, there's uh, many different ways you can start out. We started out, I mean, me personally, I started out with a duplex property that I bought on my own. It was small investment and really turned the building around quickly and um, bought a couple more duplexes and then kind of moved on to bringing on another partner. So I understood how that worked when you have other investors um, on a small property. Like I said, these are duplexes right now. And, um, you know, we sold a couple of them. We refinanced a couple of them and the returns were, you know, pretty good, pretty good. when You know, you can generate a 40% return in 18 months and nobody complains. So, um, you know, we kind of just, uh, I, I realized this was too small that the duplexes aren't really going to scale me for where I want to be, which is essentially to be financially free. Um, and, uh, you know, was able to scale up from there by buying, you know, after the duplexes, Kind of ten units here, ten units there. Um, this is all while working the full-time job, by the way, um, to try to build up the cash flow um, and the portfolio and kind of your track record before you go out and you know do it. Try to do it essentially uh, on your own with your right. team. Right. So that was so, really important to me.
1: Yeah. So, so you jumped from the duplex. You bought a couple more, and then you said you went to a ten-unit next.
0: Yeah, so the duplex was me. And then the second one was a duplex with me and another partner that we sold. And then the next one was a 10 unit with a different partner, um, who's now my business partner um, for Red Knight, And uh, we bought that and then we refinanced it a year later. And, uh, and we pulled out like 140% of our investment on that. Um, and then after that, we bought a bunch of other. 10, 10 units here. We bought, uh, we bought like a 13 unit and then we bought a 20 unit. Then we bought the 12 units. So we, we bought collectively together about 70 units, my current business partner and myself just together in a simple joint venture partnership. And then that's when we started, you know, once we had some of the refinances and sales started bringing on other, you know, partners, um, to invest with us for larger deals.
1: Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. No, I really like that. But you, you also talked about partners and partnership. So you know, for those kind of listening and trying to replicate, you know, your success. What are the things that you looked at? You know, before you chose your your partner or your partners.
0: Yeah. Um. So a couple of things that you know, I looked at. Obviously, you have know, to um, trust the. Partner, you're getting into business with because it is a marriage, and real estate is a long-term game. Even if you're, you know, flipping the properties, you're still it's still a financial investment, and uh, you really have to trust and um, uh, really, really value the the person that you're you're either acquiring the property with, or even your group of investors in a syndication, pretty much. Um, and we don't have to get into this on the show, but I specify in five hundred six Bs at the moment, so. I have to have a preexisting relationship with each investor for the SEC. And to be honest with you, I kind of want to have relationships with them anyway um, because I want to know who I'm going to be reporting to <laughs> essentially because you're really working for your investors at the end of the day. Um, and if if one is going to annoy me at three o'clock in the morning because of basement spaces, at least, I, I really don't want to have them as a partner. Um, right. So, so it's, I would say it's very important for you to get to know your, your partners and you know manage your levels of expectations, especially if you're at the syndication game, or even if you're just starting out, just manage the expectations. And um, I always try to set reasonable expectations when it comes to returns, because when you blow it out of the water, people are very, very happy. When you, when you underperform, you know, it it's, doesn't paint you in a good light. So I try to be very reasonable and uh, you know, under-promise and overdeliver. deliver
1: yeah, I like that. I like that. So, you know, you did pretty well, obviously, like you said, you, you know, refired some of these properties, and then you, I'm guessing, went into bigger assets, and then you start, started syndicating deals, right? So, yep. you know, did you have to get a mentor, you know, to kind of go over that kind of, you know, less than 50 to, you know, um, bigger buildings, or you just kind of self learned all the concept yourself? Or what was that process like?
0: yeah I mean, the mentorship was I was fortunate enough to get hired by um, a, a real estate sponsor you know before starting this, and I worked for them and I, I basically ran deals for them, acquisitions, um, helped out a little bit with asset management and property management and development. So that was my mentor that was my learning. That was my education. obviously it was a job too. Um, but I really learned a lot from that experience. so that that for me was um, was key. Um, for those who haven't had that experience to or have it to work for somebody else first, then you can always get a mentorship. Um, uh, there's there's a lot of different programs that I currently really don't offer one, but um, you know, it, it's, there's definitely this business. And you know, there's too, uh, there's so many ways to split the pie and make money and, and find a role for anybody looking to be active or passive. So um there's many different ways to do that, through
1: partnerships. Nice, okay. So typically in the apartment syndication space, self-management is kind of frowned upon, right? Um, We as asset managers or as syndicators, we just want to shift that burden to third-party property management companies um, similar to you guys just like in our company dwelling we're now starting to vertically integrate meaning we're bringing all the functions in-house um, and you guys are doing the same I think you mentioned with the exception of construction so you know why did you guys go that route why didn't you want a third-party company um, help you guys with the management the day-to-day management at least of this, of these assets yeah, because
0: I would say if you get your systems in place in terms of your software and, and just to streamline the operations uh, virtually to, to a certain extent, um, you know, accounting, leasing, um, collections, you know, there's a lot of different softwares out there. You know, Buildium is the one that we use. Um, you know, there's Appfolio, there's, there's so many of them out there that allow you to, you know, take it in house. And actually, if you went to a third party, They'll probably use that same
1: software uh,
0: and 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 to manage the buildings for you. Um, and what I would say too is, uh, you know, I'm I'm a young guy. I'm I'm you know 28, and when I started, this it was probably 26, 27. So I really want to be on the ground and you know understand everything going on um, at the asset at the property level too, because this is very early in you know, in my opinion, in my career still. So for me, it was more of, you know, I, I want to be on top of the property management because that's, that's, a, that's protecting the investment, in, in my opinion. I don't want to just pass off the management, especially when you're doing value-add deals, although, as I mentioned, where we're going in and making some pretty, they could be substantial renovations or building, building additional units, which we're trying to do now. And we're managing tenants and the eviction process to try to get the rents up. A lot of property management companies that I interviewed are not experienced in that. And the only way to get that experience is to live through it. And fortunately we have lived, fortunately and unfortunately we have lived through it, but um, we know how to deal with all of that. And then, so when we're ready, you know, especially if the business plan calls for refinance and your plan is to hold the property 10 years after that, or whatever time period you'll be able to pass the hat off to a third party because you already created all the value and you pulled the equity out. And now you're just sitting on a nice coupon. So, um, I would say it's very important to understand the business plan for the properties, uh, that you set up, if you're doing it on a deal by deal basis and, and really, really think about if you want to self-manage or not for the larger units. Um, yeah, for, traditional syndicator you know you're talking 500,000 units where you're partnering with other co-GPs you that may not you may not want to have self-managed uh, properties because I'm for those larger properties especially if you know it's kind of uh, you know you, you've been doing this for a while as a syndicator you really don't need to have property management in-house but I, I think it's I think it is important especially at the scale where we're at
1: Interesting. Yeah, very really, really interesting point. So um, you also, you know, you were able to syndicate, meaning, you know, pull together investors. Obviously, you have to raise the capital. Um, you know, for folks who are listening and thinking, wow, I, I maybe want to go out and do what Anthony is doing in terms of raising capital. What would you say are the, you know, tactics that has really helped you guys uh, Red Night Properties to raise capital? Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, you got to, you know i say I say this all the time, and this is one of the reasons why I didn't believe my you know job earlier was the track record. you gotta you, you know have a track record um, because if this is your first time for a larger syndication and you're trying to raise a couple million dollars, it might happen might not happen, but if you don't have any other background uh, to to back it up and it doesn't have to be real estate it could be hey i I, I ran a successful manufacturing business. And I sold it for 10 times EBITDA last year. You know, if you had, if you had somewhat of a track record, I think you'll be okay. Um, in terms of capital raising, they kind of come from, for at least, at least for me, a lot of referrals. So existing investors refer a friend and they refer a friend. That's kind of how it's been working, especially if you are producing and you're generating returns. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously you know, I run a podcast, too. If you want to check out my podcast, uh, Discovering Multifamily, uh, that that helps as well in terms of um, brand awareness and just, edu- I do it just to educate myself and to educate my listeners. Uh, but, you know, in return, I do get, you know, a couple of interested parties that invest in a couple of deals. Um, and uh, networking is key, too. Uh, like I said, everything's 506B um, and there's two differences with the SEC. Um, and the key difference is pre-existing relationships. So, um, pe- you know, uh, networking is key and whether a lot of that's been at least right now during COVID or kind of towards the tail end has been virtual. Um, so through the podcast, through net- virtual networking events, um, you know, through, um, consistent social media marketing on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, you know, we try to stream. You know, email marketing. We have an active campaign we set up. Um, you know, as long as you're on on the the, the front burner for potential um, investors or partners, pretty much daily, <laughs> in whatever capacity it is, um, you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of response.
1: So we kind of coming towards the end here. So you you've done a bunch of deals. I'm just kind of curious to, to you know, Gage, talk about one of your best deals, if not the best deals. It could be a smaller asset or something bigger and just kind of tell us the numbers.
0: Yeah, sure. I think I mentioned there was one we, and you know, I, I could just mention on a refi basis right now. Um, on a refi basis, um, there was a mixed-use building. By mixed-use, I mean there was actually retail and apartments above. Uh, it was a 10-unit building in northern New Jersey, um, about an hour outside of Manhattan. And uh, we bought the building. The average rent was $800 for one and two bedroom apartments. And the market value with no improvements at the building was 1500 on those apartments. Um, so we were essentially able to double the rent roll in six months at that building uh, without really investing a lot of lipstick. It was a very under-managed property and the owner had no idea what the market value was of the apartments and um, just kept pouring money into it in terms of renovations and just never raised the rents because the tenants have been there for 30 years. So it was a great opportunity for us to come in here. And obviously <laughs> people were not happy when the rent doubled, but um, you got to be aware of the rent control laws in your area and aware of the market demand. And, um, you know uh, just be realistic with uh what kind of rents you think you can achieve. So we were able to double the rent roll. Uh, we refinanced, it was 140% of our equity out uh, after a year and we still own the building and we're cash flowing, you know, $2,000 a month.
1: Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, thanks for, for sharing that. Um, so you, you mentioned, you know, about your podcast and, you know, how that, that helps you also get investors. I just kind of really want to quickly go back to that so if there's somebody listening and thinking hey i want to start a podcast right um and just you know for the public, obviously getting investors would you say that is still um a very you know practical way to get investors or, or would you consider you know all the avenues to be um something that would actually get more investors i'm just kind of curious
0: Yeah, I'd say it's a piece of the puzzle. I don't say it's a sole piece of the puzzle. Um, And I wouldn't start a podcast just to get investors. I would really do it to educate yourself and to, you know, educate your audience. Um, You know, I wouldn't do it with that sole purpose because if you have that in mind, then, you know, in my opinion, you're probably (laughs) looking to fail fail because if that's going to be your intention, it's going to turn a lot of people off. Um, So I've always been emphasized on education because I learned something. Even if I don't get an investor, I learned something from the conversation. Um, so it's not a, a complete waste of time. Um, and, you know, we've built up a investor base where we have a, a good investor base at this point. Um, so I would say it's a piece of the puzzle. Um, I'd say the real, um, you know, real way to get more investors is to just start buying deals and start generating good returns for your investors.
1: Awesome. Well, I wish I could keep going on a number. We're definitely dwelling into the quick rounds. These are going to be quick questions, quick answers. You ready, sir? Sure. First question. What would you say makes you, Anthony, unique? What is that differentiating factor that separates you from the next guy or the next girl? Um, What
0: makes us unique, I think, is pretty our hands-on approach. Haven't heard of maybe besides yourself, actually many multifamily operators uh, doing the self-management. I think that's, uh, that really sets you apart. And especially um, the properties we're buying are local from where myself and my partner uh, live. So we can get to the property in a half hour, each of them.
1: Yeah, we definitely have a lot in common. Yeah, (laughs) second question. What was the last book that you read and what what was the one thing you picked out from that book?
0: Um, last book that I read, I want to say it was The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, so it's not really a business book, but more of a mindset book, um, and it just showed the importance of you know, if waking up early, you can get a lot more done. It wasn't more of that. It was more of, I think it's um, more of a, a mind shift, mindset shift of, of, of waking up early, and um, or waking up right away. If you wake up right away your, your day starts off to be a lot better than the previous day you, you kind of slept in or you woke up and then you went back to sleep <laughs> it's it, it could the whole mood of your day is different uh, I've, I've experienced it so trying to uh, practice repeat reaches
1: yeah last question you've obviously got a lot on your hands um, about 30 million asset under management um you're going to be a very busy man you're self-managing what do you do yep. for fun uh,
0: I like to run, um, I like to swim. Um, I've been getting into trail running now. Uh, basically that means it's a, you run a hike. So you, you're running, uh, it's very difficult. So I'm trying to get into to that and playing guitar and you know, playing uh, piano and some other musical instruments. So, um, and hanging out with family and friends. So that's important too. So I try to, try to get everything it
1: wants to apply. Yeah, definitely. So if there's somebody listening and saying, wow, I like this Anthony guy, or I want to know more about their podcast, Discovering Multifamily, or you know your company, what's the best way folks can reach out to you, connect with you? Hey, yeah, absolutely. So um, they
0: can find me, our podcast on Discovering Multifamily, you can just type it in uh, anywhere. You can find it, iTunes, Spotify. Um, but what I would say is, uh, we have a special report on our website. It's called How to Leave Your nine to five and be financially independent. So you can find that at Red Knight Properties, it's free right now. And you can find that at redknightproperties.com, which is my company's website. It'll actually pop up and you, all you need to do is, you know, put your email in and you'll get it. Um, so it's a good guide to, you know, understand how real estate really builds wealth and passive income and you know, cash flow. Um, so we offer that for free. And then you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you, you know, Apply um, my name, or you can do it by discovering multifamily or rent properties.
1: Fantastic, Anthony. Really appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Um, hopefully, talk soon. I appreciate it all. Thank you. You may have heard the phrase, There are a thousand ways to make a thousand dollars in real estate. Well, now you can actually tune into the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast with over a thousand. Wow believe it, or a thousand podcasts and still going. The best real estate investing advice ever show is hosted by a very good friend of mine, Joe Fellas. Joe talks to influential thought leaders. We share the best advice ever with none of the fluff. You've got to check this stuff out. So listen and subscribe at bestevershow.com. That's bestevershow.com.